Hello, and welcome to the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Stephanie May Potter, and I'm here with my co-host, Marnie Dodges-Marmette. We created the Art of Living Well podcast to empower you to live your happiest, healthiest, and most authentic life. Each week, we will bring you inspiring and motivating conversations covering health and wellness topics, including fitness, mindset, food, travel, product reviews, and strategies from a variety of experts, including our own bank of knowledge. We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired. Stephanie and I had such an amazing experience last week. We went to Healing Elements Yoga and Massage Studio in St. Anthony Park, which is really on the cusp of um, St. Paul and Minneapolis. And we went there and we took just a wonderful yoga class. We each had our you know, own massages. I had like an integrated massage, which I've never had before. And the therapist was so wonderful. What, what did you have? I had a deep tissue and I was had so much inflammation going on in my body. It was wonderful, wonderful. Probably one of the best massages I've had. Um, it's such a welcoming community too, Marnie. Like we sat before our massage and yoga class and we had tea. They have like a little, you know, tea coffee shop area and retail space. Which had the cutest little things. Like I could just spend time kind of browsing around in there. Yes. And um, it was just, it's such an authentic place. Like you really could feel that welcoming community and... Um, this inclusiveness and connectedness, really. And they have so many different services they offer. They have all different kinds of yoga classes, meditation classes, massage therapy they're doing workshops and special events and you can actually sign up to be a have like a massage membership so if you are someone that which is so cool yes so healing elements has an amazing offer for all of our listeners first-time customers can receive a one week of unlimited yoga classes for free and $15 off a massage treatment Head on over to our show notes and you'll get the promo code. You can either book online or you can call the studio. I cannot wait to go back. Either can I. Hello and welcome to episode number 20 of the Art of Living Well podcast. Today's guests are the founders of RAR Organic Bars, Jake and Rachel Beaudry. They are an amazing husband and wife team who a couple years ago left their finance careers to pursue their passion of creating a clean protein bar while giving while making a global impact and giving back to those in need. Both Jake and Rachel were involved in the fitness world, which you'll hear more about in today's conversation, but they couldn't find a protein bar that met their needs, so they started making their own in their kitchen. They never had any intent of bringing it to market. After working in rural Mozambique for three months in late 2018, Jake and Rachel headed back to Minnesota, where they went into full-time development to launch raw bars that June. I was fortunate enough to meet Jake and Rachel at my local farmer's market in Linden Hills, Minneapolis in the summer of 2018 and instantly became a fan of their almond butter chocolate protein bar. As a clean food product junkie myself, I loved how passionate they were about using clean ingredients that were free of gluten, dairy, soy, and refined sugar, and of course, their mission to give back and help feed starving children around the world. I began following them or maybe stalking them on social media, and I ended up connecting them with my gym, who now sells their delicious bars. 
The Raw Organics Bar is packed with protein and made with high-quality organic ingredients designed to fuel your body with nutrient-dense real food while also fueling your bold pursuit in life. We are so excited for you to be inspired by today's conversation. Jake and Rachel each share their unique health and wellness journeys, which has led them on their path to where they are today. You will hear about them leaving their corporate jobs and all of the amazing charitable work that they do. Their advice is really um, so inspirational, and it's really, it's for people to just go for it, to go all in and go for it and don't limit your dreams. I'm so excited to introduce today's guests today. We have Jake and Rachel Beaudry. They are the co-owners of the RAR Bar. Thank you so much for coming on and being a guest today. Yeah, yeah thanks for having us. So let's, we're going to go ahead and just get started. And I'd love for you to share with our listeners your backgrounds and how you ended up becoming founders of a protein bar company. So our backgrounds are actually the business industry. We both came from the finance world. I had studied marketing and finance in college and Jake studied finance and economics. But really what drove us to start this bar was just kind of a pain point. We never had the desire to start a bar, um, but I came from the bodybuilding industry and I was always looking for a high protein, low sugar bar. I was trying to fit things into my macros at the time. And I wanted something that was a quick grab and go instead of always chugging a sloshy protein shake. <laughs> and um, there was a bar that I became very loyal to that I really enjoyed. This is back in 2011, 12, and 13. What bar and is that? Can I ask? It or? was yes, yeah, yeah. You can ask. I usually don't share unless people ask. So I was eating the Quest bar. Um, oh. I liked it because it was gluten free. It was high protein. It was low sugar. But at the time, I was not super educated on like micronutrients. I was super focused on macronutrients. So I was eating healthy to an extent. But like, if you're to look at like what I was really eating, I wasn't getting the right micronutrients and like a wide variety of fruits and vegetables. And so I was eating this bar for about a year and I was really obsessed with the bar. I ended up being um, taken on by the company as a sponsored athlete and I was super excited, but I started having adverse side effects from the product. I would, cause I was trying to figure out why I was feeling so sloshy and gross. And I was trying to trigger what exactly I was eating that was doing it. And I knew it wasn't the sweet potatoes, the broccoli, or the chicken. <laughs> and, and so I started researching the ingredients in this bar, like one by one, just like the whey protein. It was a low quality whey protein. They had like 18 grams of this processed fiber. And I started researching how they get it from the plant and how they get it into the bar and how they use it so they can say the product is low net carbs, but it's actually like a fake sweetener at its core. And it can cause like sloshiness and bloating and constipation. And then I started researching all the sweeteners they're using. And then I was like, yes, I cannot eat this bar anymore. I know too much. (laughs) And I had just married Jake at the time. He was super into micronutrients. Maybe he'll share a little about why in a bit, but Um, he's like, yeah, this bar is trash. You need to stop eating it. And so we started looking through the grocery store and we couldn't really find a replacement. Um, there were some bars that had good ingredients, but they were really high sugar or just really low protein. They were like eight grams of protein and we're looking for more or they, they had decent ingredients, but they still had the binders and fillers of the different fake sweeteners. And so I just kind of was a little set up and I'm like, you know what? 
I know what kind of ingredients I like, so I'm just going to make something for us at home. And this was in early 2014. I just made a bar, and we just make it occasionally for ourselves. That's kind of how it started. It's just kind of to fill a, a void we had in our own life. It wasn't until about 2017 that we were like, gosh, we should really bring this to market because there might be other people with similar pain points. Oh, I love that. What a great story. So <laughs> how I'm just curious, how soon after you stopped eating the Quest bars, did you start to feel better? Oh, immediately. Yeah. Like That's the sloshiness, the bloating, the constipation, like I felt better immediately. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people eat those bars and they think not necessarily the Quest bar, but a lot of different bars just in the grocery store. And they think they're eating like this healthy bar when mm -hmm. in fact it can be contributing to so many um, reasons why a person feels bloated or nauseous or whatever it is. Right. Mm -hmm. And just the power mm -hmm. that food has over how you feel. Right. Um, well, Jake, can you share a little bit about your health journey? Because I know you, I love that you were complimenting Rachel as far as, you know, <laughs> having a little bit of knowledge of the micronutrients and how to fuel your body because you have a very interesting health journey as well. Yeah, definitely. So I'll even just go back. So I was always in a lot of sports and athletic growing up. And so I always felt like I was healthier and good shape to an extent. Um, played a lot of sports when I was young, but then landed on, I was in football in high school, and then I raced snowcross. And, but I wasn't really looking at what I was eating. I just ate whatever I wanted. I was, you know, a lot of carbs, a lot of sugars, just basically anything. I put anything in my body essentially. And, and at that time when you're young, I wasn't paying any consequences really for it. But as I got older, um, I started to, to get symptoms, um, that I hadn't before because when, you know, when I was younger, I, I had a sensitivity to not getting enough food. Like there was times where my blood sugar would drop and I'd have to eat pretty frequently, but um, it wasn't affecting me other than that. There's just some isolated instances where it happened. But when I was about 23 years old, I started to um, feel really uh, weak and like a, weakness in my legs. I'd feel dizzy and lightheaded a lot. Um, I felt like I needed to eat pretty much every two hours. There's times where I'd eat a big meal and an hour later I was feeling lightheaded and weak and um, really foggy in my, in my mind. And I would go for even just a short walk and I'd get like tingling in my fingers. It was actually a, a scary time because I didn't really know what was going on. And I felt like I couldn't really like live life in a normal way. And initially I went to the doctor and they, um, unfortunately I was misdiagnosed and, or I should say they, they diagnosed what was going on, but they gave me the wrong, you know, the wrong things to do. So they said that I had probably a sensitivity to my blood sugar dropping. And they said, so if you feel that go for something sugary to get your blood sugar back up. Mm -hmm. And so initially I was, so right after that, I was, um, grabbing just like the chocolate and the, the raisins out of trail mix just to try to get my blood sugar back up. Um, but that actually kept making things worse. And thankfully I had a friend who was really into like healthy eating and he researched for me and came back to me and said, Hey, I found some information that you should look at. And there's basically a way to reverse this. And, um, and, 
so I looked at the articles and found out what I was going through and I ended up getting a, a blood test that confirmed it was I had elevated levels, levels of insulin and I was diagnosed with what's called reactive hypoglycemia. It was basically my pancreas was overproducing insulin. And so because I was eating a high glycemic diet, too many carbs, not enough protein, too much sugar, my insulin was elevated for such a period of time where all of a sudden my cells started to reject the insulin to tell my pancreas to stop. And when that starts to happen, that's when you start to get a lot of those symptoms. But eventually, if you don't catch it, your pancreas could shut off and then that's type 2 diabetes. So it's essentially pre-type 2 diabetes. Mm -hmm. And um, what I found out was if I started to cut off all refined carbs and sugars and just go very low glycemic and start to put a lot of more raw fruits and vegetables in my diet that I could start to reverse this. So I went on a diet, a really strict diet to kind of reverse it. And I did two things. I went really focused on low glycemic, no sugar, but I also started researching, you know, the, the power of like micronutrients. And I, so I started to grow wheatgrass and drink green smoothies a lot. And I just went extremely healthy, you know, compared to how I was before. And, um, it started to really reverse my symptoms at first, but it still, it took, it took probably about six months to a year where I started to feel normal again. Um, and so my body, my, but my body made a full recovery. And, um, so yeah, it's made me very passionate about looking at what you're eating and not, uh, you know, the, the, you've, a lot of people have probably heard this saying, but I went from before I was, I was basically living to eat. I was just eating whatever, um, you know, I would eat a lot and I liked sweets and, and now it's, it's getting a mindset. I'm going to eat to live. I'm going to eat things that allow me to feel good and to have energy and to, to know that I can prevent certain health issues if I eat right right now, basically. Oh, I love that story. I mean, not that you had to go through all that, obviously, but I, it's a it's a really powerful message. It is, and I think there's a lot of people out there that are in your shoes or very similar shoes. Um, and hearing that, you know, it is six to twelve months is a long time, and I think sometimes that can be hard for people. And obviously, it's you, you have a, a strong mindset to to just ride the course and be persevere and kind of continue with your with the plan that you knew was working, but that is quite a long time. So just hearing, you know, about both of your stories and then how you guys were kind of driven to create this bar um, or, you know, grouping of bars, I guess. Can you tell us more about the bars and the ingredients you use and the flavors you have? And Definitely. So we knew right away that we wanted to have a plant source protein in the bar. I just, personally have a sensitivity to dairy. So um, the base ingredient in all our bars is organic pea protein. And then after that, each bar either is a nut or a seed butter. Um, so we have some that are peanut butter base or almond butter base. Um, we have a sunflower butter base bar. Um, some will have like crushed pecans or freshly crushed walnuts and then mixed with almond butter. And then we have some flavors coming out that will be cashew butter base. So that's like the base of the bar. All of our bars have flaxseed in them, and they're sweetened with blackstrap molasses and coconut nectar. So Dick would 
love to probably say, if, if I'm speaking on his behalf, he'd say, I, I like these sweeteners because they're low glycemic and nutrient dense. And so they're not going to spike your insulin. So people that are struggling with diabetes, this is a bar that they can grab and feel okay about. Um, the bars range from 11 net carbs to 14 net carbs. So if someone is a carb counter, if they're on a keto diet, it's suitable for that. Um, if can you you're explain, meat, yeah, just for the audience mm-hmm. who may not know what a net carb is? Yeah, so a net carb, so say a product has 16 carbs in it, but there's four grams of fiber. A net carb is you subtract the fiber because the fiber, it basically your body, it passes through your body. And so there's only 12 carbs that your body is actually processing um, and, and using as like energy. And so if there's 16 carbs in a product, four grams of fiber, you subtract the four from 16 and you get 12 net carbs. Okay. That's how that works. So people who are carb counters usually count net carbs, not always. Sometimes they count total carbs. And how did you decide like to choose a pea protein or a, like how did you come up with the ingredients that you were putting mm-hmm. in your bars? A lot of it was just from personal experience and, and what I, you know, I have a, a number of friends that had health journeys that were similar to mine. I mean, different conditions, but got really into mm-hmm. health to reverse things. And um, pea protein f- for me and for other people I've talked to is you can tell for me, it, 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 it digests well. I feel like it absorbs in my body well. And also the amino acid profile. Like if you look at all the plant proteins and you look at the amount of amino acids they have in it, um, it's the closest to say like a whey protein. It's a very complete protein source. So out of all the plant-based pr- proteins, it's uh, the most complete. So, mm-hmm. and then um, we wanted to steer away from soy protein just because there's a lot of mixed information about that. Yep. And yep. then when it came to brown rice protein, we actually when we first started making the bar, I was doing a combination of brown rice protein and pea protein, and we did a bunch of trial and error testing with our family and they did not like the bars that had any bit of brown rice in it. It just gave it a more grainy taste. And so we ended up just going with only pea protein. Yeah. And then just as far as like you, it's right on the label for anyone who hasn't um, maybe seen one of your raw bars, Mm -hmm. organic organic ingredients and um, Mm -hmm. non-GMO, gluten-free in addition to dairy-free, right? Because they're, they are. Yeah. So um, why is that important to you? Like, why was it important to have organic ingredients and have it be non-GMO? Yeah, so organic, um, I'm a big believer in organic. I know there's some kind of mixed uh, feelings about it, but um, I just feel if there's anything I can do to minimize toxins going into my body that I want to do that, give myself the the best chance of, um, you know, my cells being healthy and just my body being able to – be healthy long-term. And I think if there's as much as you can, I know it's, it's, it's hard to obviously have everything you'll ever eat to be organic, but I think it's a good practice to put in place to have as much as you can be organic um, so that you're minimizing any uh, pesticides coming into your body. Marnie and I are both big believers in what you just said. So our message. Yeah. And uh, tell us about the different flavors that you have. Yeah, so the first two flavors we came out with, we call them our classic flavors, is dark chocolate almond butter 
and dark chocolate peanut butter, and they are probably still our top two sellers. They sound um, delicious. I know. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love like chocolate and peanut butter? Or now I do. But yeah, <laughs> the peanut butter is often compared to like a healthy Reese's. And a lot of people actually who are huge peanut butter lovers try almond and they're like, oh gosh, I didn't know I'd like almond more than peanut butter. Yeah. Um, almond one is kind of almost like a healthy cookie type taste. We put the chocolate on top of the bar so it's like a thin layer. Um, and then the other flavors we have, we have a pumpkin pecan. We wanted it to be seasonal, but when we tried uh, making it seasonal, there are a lot of people who are like, no, please don't get rid of it. So we've made that uh, bar you can get any time of the year. And then we have, um, <laughs> we have a dark chocolate raspberry. This is our nut free bar. So it's a sunflower butter base. And then after we launched that, we have the double dark chocolate mint. It's my personal favorite. It has rock cacao powder in it and pure peppermint oil. What was the and first ingredient you said? The what powder? Raw cacao powder. Oh, cacao. It's okay. so good. Mm -hmm. I, I found one in my <laughs> fridge because I store them in the fridge. I mean, we talk about that too. And I didn't realize I had it the other day. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need to get more of these too. They're, it's like a thin mint, like time, you know. That yeah. sure is going to be my favorite flavor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one's definitely my favorite. And then more recently, we came out with our banana nut bar and our mocha chip. Which I just recently tried the banana nut bar and it's delicious. <laughs> I love that one too. It's like a. It's yeah, a it's one of my favorites. Yeah. So, yeah. so are any of them nut free? Yeah, the sun butter. Oh, yeah, the the raspberry dark chocolate raspberry uses sunflower butter. Okay. That's oh. actually my favorite bar. <laughs> he eats it every day. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, you mentioned the mocha chip. Now I haven't tried that, but I did order recently, and you were running that special mm -hmm. around New Year's where you get yeah. I'm excited. And I saw when I was recently on your website that you have a decaf version because that was my, I don't drink very much coffee. And I, I wondered about the caffeine in the bar, if it's even very much, but I loved mm -hmm. that you got that decaf version for the mocha. So I'm excited. Yeah, we drink only organic decaf. We're probably on like coffee snobs, but <laughs> like when I was in the bodybuilding industry, and you're on restricted diets, you turn to coffee so much and you like, gosh, I just really annihilated my adrenal glands. And I know Jake struggled with a very similar thing. Um, and so we personally prefer to drink the organic decaf. So we're kind of like, well, this bar might be more for us, the decaf version, but there might be <laughs> other people out there. <laughs> no, I, I would love it also. So I have a couple more questions about your bars. Um, mm -hmm. I, I'm just looking at the package and I noticed the lion on the front and can you tell us a little bit about where the name and the image came from? Yeah, definitely. Um, so when Jake and I were both young, I mean, we didn't meet each other until we were in our twenties, but we found this out once we got to know each other from a very young age. For me, I think I was probably about six years old. Maybe Jake was similar age, but I just had like a strain in my heart for Africa. Um, I just heard a lot of stories when I was younger about missionaries going over to Africa and just the need there and then of course as a young child watching Lion King I was super inspired and so I've always thought of like the lion as just like a really inspiring like bold type of image uh -huh. and when we were thinking of a name for the bar um, we wanted to connect with like our vision long term with feeding hungry kids and I just felt like oh Rar bar, and especially like not all our ingredients, but there's a, a large part of our ingredient profile that's actually raw. So it's kind of fun plan words there too. 
So we thought like the lion and robber, just something easy and memorable, but also has meaning and purpose connected to our bar and our long-term vision. I love that. I mean, it's, you, you couldn't have a better name, honestly. And that kind of <laughs> segues nicely into, you know, another area we want to touch on and maybe going back to like, you left your corporate jobs, you both had jobs in finance and you moved to Africa for three months on a mission. Can you tell us a little bit about what drove that? And then just the, and overall your philanthropic drive to give back and um, a little bit about what, what you do with the proceeds from the bars. Definitely. That's kind of a lot there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think initially, so before we, we decided to make this jump and quit our careers and go launch the, the bar, we had gone on some volunteer trips before, and that was just a definite part of um, just what we felt like our long-term vision was is to always be involved with um, with helping those in need, whether whether it's here in, in America or abroad. And and so when we it was in 2017 when we really just felt like it was um, we just started to feel it's not that we didn't like what we were doing, but we just all of a sudden had this feeling that it wasn't fulfilling us as it had been before. And we felt like this wasn't like the long-term thing for us. I was a financial advisor and Rachel was, uh, and she was working uh, at a mutual fund company that had hedge funds and doing like internal sales. And so, um, we started to realize that the bar was really what we're passionate about, you know, because health and just healthy living, um, was our biggest passion. And then also, um, you know, giving back. And so we thought, well, before we jump into the bar, well, let's go on a, a trip to, to Africa for a few months and, and just volunteer and just as a way to start out the, this journey. And so, plus we knew that we wanted to connect proceeds from the bar to feeding hungry children long-term. So we thought that'd be a, a good way just for us to experience what it was like over there. And so we, we went to Mozambique, Africa uh, in fall of 2017. And um, we worked with an organization that does quite a bit. I mean, they they focus on education is a big thing they do. They have three schools in the country that um, have actually the top test scores out of all the schools. Wow. And they're basically equivalent to like K through 12 education. And so it actually gives them some favor with the government because they're doing so well with educating children. And it's free education for and they, they do it in areas where a lot of the kids that go there wouldn't be getting education otherwise. And then they also do like they have clinics, like health clinics and then feeding programs. And um, so a lot of different things they do to, to help in the area. They do disaster relief as well. When there's floods, they were a huge um, part to, you know, the disaster relief on that. And so we, we went to as kind of like a three month um, mission school where they, they just, uh, they do some different like class times where people come in and just like tell you about their experiences and just um, kind of teaching around that. But then also there's a lot of hands-on. So we did a lot of just kind of plugging in wherever the need was. Um, and so like Rachel, she did like one of the areas that she served in was helping to uh, build homes. And then one of the areas I did was feeding some of the, the kids in the, in the area and just getting to know them. And so, um, it was an amazing experience and we got to see like what that looks like. Um, and then it gave us a lot of vision for, you know, long-term, like how we could, you know, with our business. And so, um, and right now, 
so when we came back, I should say, is in 2018, and then we went just all in to launch the bar. I was kind of wrapping up some other uh, another business that I I was involved in, but Rachel initially was just full time on the bar, and then I kind of started to join and help more around like April of 2018, and by June 2018 is when we we launched the bar. And the way we have set it up initially is that 10% of the net proceeds. Uh, we donate, so 5% goes to Feed My Starving Children, which is a local Minnesota uh, yep, nonprofit. That, yep, I love it. And then 5% goes to Stop for the One, which is um, the the organization that we served with over there, which focuses on um, feeding, educating, empowering children um, in, in villages. And so um, long term, though, we we actually, this kind of started... Um, actually, I'll let Rachel share that part. <laughs> yeah. Um, so one moment in Africa that forever changed me. I'm going to share about that in just a moment. But I will say, like, anytime you see poverty, it does something to you. It just changes you, especially when you see, like, an innocent child in a place of poverty. Um, and I've definitely seen and experienced it before. But in Africa, especially in some of the really rural villages of Mozambique, it was, like, poverty I'd never experienced before and it just broke something in me and changed me forever and this is the memory that I just can't shake but so one weekend we went out into what they call the bush bush so it's basically an isolated village there's no vehicles typically no running water and no electricity and we were just serving along the community and um, all these kiddos were like carrying buckets around and we heard from the mamas that their well had dried up. And so they were telling us that they were leaving their village twice a week at 2 a.m. and making, Jake, was it a six hour walk one way? Yeah, six hours. Six hour walk one way to get to the closest water source. And so they'd walk six hours, fill up their buckets and then walk another six hours back And I mean, I can't imagine the exhaustion of like carrying something on your head for six hours. And then that water source is your water source for, you know, three, four days before you go back. And it's for drinking, it's for cooking, it's for cleaning your dishes, it's for, you know, bathing. For me, I go through like a gallon of water a day. So I was just like dumbfounded. And um, a lot of the feeding programs, they're doing amazing work. But we noticed that they're oftentimes handing these dried rice and bean packets to children to go home and prepare and you have to use your precious water source to make those meals. And so we were like, Oh my gosh, cause we knew we wanted to have like a, a, a bar for hungry kids, but we were like, well, there's already feeding programs. Like, Oh, we don't really want to like take away from what's already being done. But when we saw the water issue, we're like, how cool actually would it be to come alongside these feeding programs and, and be donating a, a bar that's like a meal replacement bar that has all the nutrients that a kid needs. Um, especially if they're like in a situation where they're not getting protein, they're not getting micronutrients and they can eat it readily available without having to use their water source. And it wouldn't take away from the current programs, but it would supplement alongside what they're doing. So So, that's amazing. First of all, Um, have you started the development of this meal replacement bar? That's actually on our 2020 list. So that's something we're going (laughs) to, (laughs) <laughs> we're going to be opening like a 501 C three for it uh-huh. um, and, and start the process of creating that bar this year. 
going to add, and we know some of like the ingredients we want to use. We haven't like made a prototype at all, but one of the things that um, we actually started to personally use, but that they, uh, you know, in quite a few countries in Africa that they consume is moringa and it just grows on trees. And so they make like a traditional dish where it's like rice and this, it's like a, basically a leaf off a small leaf off of a, a tree and they make like uh they call it mutapa which is actually like a ground up white corn so really high carb just with these greens i mean not much protein at all but um so we know we want to put for certain like for the bar that would be in a lot of those african countries it'd be like an ingredient they're used to that gives like a lot of really great nutrients so moringa powder but then it'd probably be like our a, a rice and bean based bar with, with protein added. So that's kind of preliminary what we're thinking, but we haven't gone much farther than that. Mm-hmm. And so kind of like our concept early on is to try to use food sources that are local to them that they're used to digesting. So it's not something new for their digestive system. Yeah. Well, that's so important because I can imagine if they had even, not that these bars have a lot of sugar in them, but that's not something that they're used to eating mm-hmm. on a regular basis, right? Like cacao yeah. and blackstrap molasses and things like that. So um, will you manufacture the bars in Africa then? Would that be the ideal situation? Well, short term, we'll have to start making them here just because it'll, it'll take probably a few years to really build the relationships overseas and create the infrastructure. But our long-term version, of, um, long-term vision would ideally be to be manufacturing them locally in Africa, um, you know, getting all the ingredients from local farmers and being able to create jobs for those in the area. Yeah, oh, that's an amazing vision. It is. And it's, uh, it's incredible what you guys are doing, I just have to say. So, and I, it, it makes me curious, you know, going back into the kitchen as you're developing the bars, what does that look mm-hmm. like? Are you just like, you have a bunch of ingredients on your counter and you're kind of mixing things up and shipping it to the bar. Like, can you tell us what that looks like? Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Um, (laughs) So we actually have a commercial space and um, so it's about 2,500 square feet and the majority of it is like industrial. The front part is like an office. And so in the back, we've, it's basically right now a glorified commercial kitchen with room for expansion for the machinery that we're hoping to get soon. Um, but so I have like commercial mixers and mixing bowls and then we have like bulk ingredients. So usually I just have like a bunch of mixing bowls out and I'll focus on like just one or two flavors at a time. And I'll put in the pea protein, flax, Himalayan sea salt, do all the dry ingredients. And then if there's any specialty ingredients like pumpkin, we put in the pumpkin powder and the spices. And then once I have all dry ingredients, then I go in and do all the wet ingredients. And That's then kind of how the process goes. And is it just you right now making the bars? or do you- Yes, it, it's just us to yes. making them. So I do the making and then Jake helps to roll and to cut and package. Okay. So how, and there's no baking going on, right? No baking. Nope. So how long do they last or like, do you, should you put them in the fridge? Like, what do you recommend people do to keep them fresh? Yeah. So we, we recommend keeping them in the fridge. Um, They, they last best and the, the texture stays the best in the fridge. I mean, we had them tested by a food scientist and they don't spoil out of the fridge, but um, because we don't use any water, that helps. We don't use any water in the bar, so the water activity level is low. 
So, you, you know, that because of that, you know, you don't have the risk of, of spoilage, but um, after about a month, two months somewhere in there the flavor just doesn't pop quite as much um, because some of the, the nut butters you know they're you know if you look at most organic nut butters on the container it'll, it'll say recommended to keep in the fridge and just you know over that first month or so the flavor just won't be as good um, and so we do recommend keeping them in the fridge because it, then it, it will last uh, up to six months where about the fifth or sixth month the flavor won't pop as much again we based on the testing we had done, it's not that it spoils at the six month mark. Um, but what our food scientist had us do is while she was testing, she had us try a bar each time. So that way we could determine when is it best to use it by, because if it's not spoiled, but it doesn't taste good, that's kind of the, the, you know, the deadline we like to put for when to eat it by. So we say six months in the fridge, um, and then one to two months on the go. And, um, so yeah, keeping it in the fridge is the best. So also we don't use any uh, binders um, that you know, we use flaxseed flax that is our fiber source and that does bind the bar, but we don't have any like added highly processed like fibers that some bars will use to like make the bar bind and firm up as much. So we have a softer texture to our bar. So then if you, if it gets warm, it can get soft. And so for that purpose too, it's, it's good to keep it in the fridge. Yes. And I want, b before we start to wrap up the interview, I want to just give a shout out for your big Kickstarter campaign that you did this <laughs> summer. So can you kind yeah. of just talk a little bit about that and what does that mean for you and for Rar Bars? Definitely. So it was a little bit out of our personality to do Kickstarter. We're like, gosh, it's kind of like bold and audacious to see if people want to come around us and help us get to the next level. But we felt it was something we were supposed to do. So we launched a Kickstarter with a vision of basically building out the space that we were renting to get it up to manufacturing code so that we could get to the next level. Um, because at this point, we haven't wanted to take on large amounts of debt. Um, and that's something we'll probably pursue in the future, seeking on some investors. But at this point, we're like, we just want to keep this really organic and just grow it really naturally. And so it was amazing. I mean, I was pretty nervous. Um, and at first it, it was kind of like stressful, nerve wracking. Cause you, you're like, okay, I have a thousand. Our goal is 15,000. And, um, within 30 days we hit our goal of $15,000 and then people had like rewards and gifts they could select through that. And then Kickstarter, um, you know, takes a cut of course, but then after we walked away after, um, rewards and expenses, it was like $10,000 that we were able to pour into building out this new space and getting up to code. So, we actually just recently got our manufacturing license and this gives us like a really strong credibility when we go and present the bar to grocers and co-ops. So that's something in Q1 of this year that we're going to start pursuing now. Yeah, that's I'll be awesome. very excited to see yeah. you. In the local <laughs> Congratulations. That's, that's Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Amazing. Um, so, um, as we kind of wrap up, what is one thing that you want listeners to walk away with today? Like one piece of advice that, you know, a future entrepreneur could benefit from or a piece of advice about being healthy or whatever. What is something you want to share with the audience? I would say for me personally, what I would say to people is to just not limit your dreams. If there's something that has been in your heart for a long time and you just can't shake it, but you're fearful um, 
to just go for it. I mean, obviously seek wisdom of people that you respect, people that are maybe elders in your life. Um, but if there's something that you just are like, gosh, I really feel like this is what I made to do, but I could fail. I would just say, go for it, go all in and just be a hundred percent. And even if there's people that don't believe in you and think you're crazy, you know, just go all in and go for that dream. Oh, I love it. That is such great advice. Mm-hmm. Such great advice for everyone. We definitely had doubters, and like some of our family members were like, "You guys are crazy! Like you're gonna create a protein bar!" Like, <laughs> and now, and now when they look back, they're like, "I'm so sorry. That was definitely me just being fearful and protective of you." So, <laughs> well, you taught them something too in this process. And I'll I'll share something uh, kind of more on the health side then, and. Uh, I would just say that for, for anyone out there that maybe either they're having health issues or they maybe they just don't, their energy level, they just don't feel optimal and they want to eat more healthy or have a healthier life, um, just to, to start to start to make even small changes can, can go a long way, whether maybe you're not drinking enough water and you just need to start with making sure you're drinking enough water and being hydrated or cut out, you know, maybe you're eating too much sugar or processed carbs cut, start to make some changes. Cause there's some, there's a few changes that can make a drastic difference. And for me, like that was drinking enough water, being hydrated, um, cutting out refined sugars and carbs or very minimizing it a lot and eating more raw fruits and vegetables. Um, just those, if someone just put those three things in place, um, it can make a big difference. And kind of along with that is, sticking with it because initially sometimes you have to train your body in in a couple ways i mean when you start eating healthy your taste buds uh you can train them they can actually make them start to crave healthy food um and then you can also start to train your body to recognize when it's eating healthy or not so if you just to stick with it and you'll um there's some maybe some adjusting and some pain initially but you'll be happy once you get down the road and then all of a sudden, when you go, if you try to go back to eating unhealthy, you'll feel it and you'll be like, wow, I really don't like this anymore. So it's, right. it's really just getting over that hump so that way you're kind of training your body to even want the right things and to recognize when, when you're um, giving it the right food. I, and, Marty and I couldn't agree more. And once you get this. over that yeah. hump, your body, I mean, truly does feel amazing. But, right. But getting yeah, there, exactly. Really, you know, takes some dedication and work. Right. Right. I always tell people, one day you will start to crave leafy greens, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> when you Definitely. stop some of the other processed foods. Um, so our, our last kind of question that we want to ask, and I guess before I get to that point. I know um, we want to make sure that our listeners can find you. So we're going to link up everything and some of the discussion that we had today in our show notes. But can you just tell us quickly where people can find you, you know, website, social social media, media, and then maybe Mm -hmm. the the promo code that you have so generously um, provided? So right now we're in about 35 to 40 local um, gyms, holistic health uh, clinics, and some local cafes. So if you go on our website, our website is www.raworganics.com. We sell the bars online nationwide, but if you're wanting to find us somewhere local, especially in Minnesota, 
we have a link at the bottom of our homepage and it's called find us. And if you click on find us, it'll show a list of all the different places you can find us. And for Instagram, we'd love if you follow us. Our Instagram is at raw organics. And then our Facebook is at raw organic. And then yes, we have a promo. So if you're wanting to try the bars out and we do have a sampler pack. So if you're not wanting to go all in right away, we do have a six pack and a seven pack of all the different flavors but for 10% off your first order, you can use code REALFOOD10. And the R and the F are capitalized. So it's capital R-E-A-L, capital F-O-O-D, and then the number 10. And that's 10% off an order. And we'll link that up in the show notes as well. Yeah, Perfect. Many people are probably in their cars driving or walking <laughs> or running. Um, and so as we wrap up the conversation, Jake and Rachel, could you share with our audience what the art of living well means to you? For me, I would say it's making it a lifestyle. Um, I'm just a big believer in uh, making healthy eating and living a lifestyle and not like a, I'm going to be on a diet or a fad. It's just having the mindset that this is just the way I'm going to live. And, um, and then, you know, then there's, if you do say you eat a meal that is bad. It's not like you're just going to fall off the rails. It's just, that's not your lifestyle anymore. And you just, that was an isolated thing. Um, and it's, it's feeling, it's, I guess, quality of life, um, having a healthy lifestyle of the right foods and exercise to have a good quality of life and you feel better. Um, so I guess for me, that's a big part of it. Yeah, I would definitely agree with Jake. And I think for me, I would say um, the art of living well is focusing not on just your physical health, but your mental health, your emotional health and your spiritual health and just being balanced. And so if you make a mistake, like Jake said, just get back up, forgive yourself and move forward. But um, yeah, just really having like a balanced life where you're you're not just focused on one aspect, but you're focused on um, being whole. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Marnie and I are firm believers in the a holistic approach, right? Sometimes mm -hmm. it has nothing to do with the food on your plate. Right? Mm -hmm. So um, we are both so excited about these bars and to watch mm -hmm. your company and see yes. how it grows over the next few years. Because I think I may have been one of your first customers at the Linden Hills Farmer's Market. Back yeah, in you're, I think you're right. Yeah. So this um, is really exciting for me. Yeah. So congratulations mm -hmm. on Thank your you. exciting journey. And um Thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for having us. Have a good day, guys. You too. Yeah, you too. Bye thanks. Bye-bye. All right, spring is here, and that means it's time to spring clean our health. And Marnie, let's talk a little bit about our upcoming seven-day liver detox. So we are running these community liver detoxes every season. We did one in January, and it went great. We had a nice big community with us. And Stephanie and I have been doing these detoxes for a while now, um, just trying to kind of remove that toxic load from our liver. And we both feel pretty awesome after we do that. Absolutely. And everyone that's done one with us, and we've coached numerous people through this, everyone feels amazing. It doesn't honestly matter how clean you eat. You know, Marty and I eat pretty well, but inevitably there's toxins that get into our body and we end up going through periods where we're drinking more and eating more sugar or processed foods, and this is just a great way to cleanse it all out. Absolutely, and and also if you suffer from like digestive issues or low energy, or you have those intense cravings for sugar or salty foods, 
or even like joint pain and joint pain um, or brain fog, this detox can really kind of jumpstart you and get you on your way to starting to remove some of those symptoms. Absolutely. And I think that's what people say so often. It's such a great reset. Yes. And a jumpstart onto um, a nice spring path, right? Exactly. And I think with every season, that's always a good time to jumpstart your health. So let's talk a little bit about what they're going to get, what this program is going to provide them. I mean, there's going to be accountability and coaching, a private group. Um, you're going to get this awesome recipe book with recipes specific to the detox and daily emails that are really going to help you focus on your mindset and your self-care. And Really um, like learning to tune into your body and understand how your body feels when you eat certain foods and when you remove certain foods. So we're running this workshop, I, I'm sorry, detox, April 5th through April 11th. It's a seven-day detox. And if you don't want to or can't join the community portion of it, you yeah. can do it at any time. And head on over to our website, which is theartoflivingwell.us slash programs for more information. And you can also listen to our episode 16 of the Art of Living Well podcast and hear Dr. Stephen Cabral talk a little bit more about why you, why it's good to detox. Yes. Hope you join us. Thank you so much for listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or anyone else you think may benefit from this information. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and tag the Art of Living Well podcast on social media. If you want more inspiration in between episodes, you can find us on social media at the Art of Living underscore well on Instagram and Facebook where we will share snippets from our daily lives and our journey to living well.